Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. It's Thursday. Mr. Sherman in the house. Broadcaster, businessman, former MPP. Peter Sherman, how you doing? Johnny, it must be Thursday. I'm doing great and delighted to be with you. Likewise, David Wills, Senior VP of Media Profile. That's a leading Toronto public relations agency. How's Mr. Wills? I am fantastic. This is the last thing I'm going to do before going on vacation for a week and a day. So Where are you off to? I'm off to the Dominican Republic. I was going to say Hubei or somewhere like that. You know, uh, I hear the flights are cheap. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tehran. You can go there and back all inclusive. For... Are you at all nervous about flying and getting into a plane that's basic Petri dish on uh, whatever? Well, you know, I maintain a pretty strong immune system. I lick a lot of public doorknobs and all that kind of stuff. So I've built up uh, mm. a strong resistance. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I hear El Presidente beer is real good to build your, your immune system. Well, I use that to wash everything out, right? So that's the key. <laughs> all right. Wow. Sounds like a real holiday. Uh, and speaking of holidays, Stephen Holiday, he's the deputy mayor of the Council Ward 2 at Tobacco Centre. How's Stephen doing? I'm doing great. Always a pleasure to be here with you. And this is Steam Panel. Listen, i got to ask you first off, because uh, we get word that the outside workers, the 416 QP folk, uh, have got in front of them a five-year contract uh, offering job protection in exchange for uh, lower-than-inflation pay hikes. What do you hear? What do you know? Well, yeah, there's uh, newspaper stories uh, circulating on this, and it's no surprise that uh, some of the information is out there, because I think members are voting on this or getting ready to vote on it. Uh, Council's going to be considering this tomorrow. Uh, I've got a package that uh, I need to go through in detail that lays out all the pieces of the contract. But, yeah, the reports say uh, 1%, 1%, 1%, uh, 1.5 and 1.75, as reported by the STAR. And then um, looking at some of the uh, the, the um, changes to benefits, which are in line with what the Auditor General talked to us about. I think we, we've talked about it on the show, you know, the, elect, the uh, unlimited erectile dysfunction drugs and the orthotics and Things that get people, uh, you know, uh, really upset. And, uh, you know, so th- those have been uh, capped and adjusted. But, yes, there's been a change to the, to the effective date on, um, on the job protections. It's still 15 years is the threshold, but that date got pushed out a little bit. How do you mean? Um, well, the, the old language of the contract, uh, well, the existing contract, and this is a fact, says that if you, if you um, have 15 years of service uh, as of December 31st, 2019, um, if the city goes and contracts out your job, you go and you bump someone else uh, down the list. And, uh, you know, you can't lose your job because of that. Jobs for life. They call it jobs for life. That's right. And it means that you've got a high degree of security. And there's various forms of this out there in the public sector. But this is the rules that we have in Toronto. And they've, they've kind of moved around over time. But this is where they are at. And this current contract says something similar. But it says... You know, if you've got 15 years by the end of this upcoming contract, which is five years, and again, this is what is reported in the STAR, um, uh, that you you still enjoy that that amount of protection, which is that same 15-year benchmark. So that's a change. And, you know, obviously something that uh, the union So somebody with 10 years as of December 31 will have 15 at the end of this deal if ratified. Correct. And therefore will have the 
so-called job for life. They will have that level of protection. That's right. And uh, and who knows what will happen in the fu- in the next contract negotiation. They'll uh, just extend it out again. I, I will not presume to say yes or no because we don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> if past is prologue, uh, we know where this one's going. I mean, any issue with that, Peter Sherman? Not really. I, I took a look at it and I thought to myself, you know, the quid pro quo was uh, we'll give them this uh, this guarantee, the 15-year service going out to 2024 instead of 2019, as Stephen just elaborated. And uh, in exchange, we wind up with these lower than expected annual increases. Can you imagine a contract that goes five years on the first three, it's 1%, 1%, and 1%. Take note, teachers, just saying. Anyway, uh, the uh, the fix was done for the medical stuff. Uh, and uh, and it sounds to me like um, everybody is a winner. And we'll find out when we look at the vote. All right. Well, the medical stuff, for example, uh, going from 300 per year to 1,000 per year. Yeah. So uh, trebling that allowance. But here's the thing. You know, you alluded to the fact, well, the teachers, you know, they're standing on this principle that they still want inflation uh, met 2% instead of the 1% offered over a three-year deal, David Wills. And I was just thinking the context has sort of shifted lately uh, with the COVID-19 even. A lot of people are taking haircuts, you know, and anticipating their businesses are going to be dusted up by, you know, uh, lack of business and so on. And so. Maybe uh, the teachers are just picking the bad time to stand on this uh, idea that they get 2% annual increases over the next three years. I think what you're doing here, John, is you're doing some de- decision-based evidence-making to try and with your point here. I think, you know, Peter, Peter alluded that pay attention teachers, pay attention government of Ontario. The city kept the, uh, the negotiations at the bargaining table. They did a little bit of stuff outside of that, but not that much. Everything with the teachers has been done outside of the bargaining table. And I'll give you an example. So on Wednesday, the education minister makes his big pronouncement. The secondary school teachers were at the bargaining table at that time, and the bargaining team did not know that the minister who was making that announcement and had nothing to offer because they couldn't bargain anything because they didn't know about it. As of like four o'clock today, the teachers unions had still not received a proposal from the government. So the, the government is saying, hey, react to this. And they're saying, react to what? You haven't given us a proposal. They have to provide that to the mediator. The mediator will say, hey, we've got something to talk about. Let's get back to the table. They haven't done it. They've done a press conference. And then they accuse the other side of not doing it. That's not how good bargaining was. The city and QP416 did good bargaining, and they got a deal with no disruption. That's how you get it done. And I think that, you know, this thing about the wage increase, that should be talked about there. I think to say the teachers are digging in on this, they've already lost 2% of their wages. It's not with the strike days. They don't get oh. paid when they strike. Oh, so okay. well, you know, you, but to he, say that they're greedy is oh. just disingenuous. Well, it's not that they're greedy. It's just so much that, uh, you know, when you were comparing the two unions, let's say, QP416 didn't stage all these massive rallies. And you're talking about bargaining because, you know, in, in, why? in, in because, public. Because the bargaining continued. They didn't have to do it. Well, so they chose also thing. not to. Here's I mean, another I, thing. Since 2012, teachers have taken a below cost of living increase with their wages. They're doing their part. They've been reasonable on that wage front. And to imply and to, like the, for the government to continue to say that they're being greedy, they want more and more and more. They're, they've been falling farther behind on cost of living. They've been doing their part. How about benefits? The benefits are benefits, John. Like the, the cost of drugs keeps going up. 
And to say that you're going to cap that and cut is actually a big cut. If drug prices are increasing... 7% sound reasonable to you as an increase that they're asking? Well, a lot of drug prices are going up by 12, 15, 20%. Mm. There's new drugs coming on that these things, when you cap that at 1%, it's effectively a cut. So you can't... Like, they are very different things. You know, the... uh, you know, they're throwing this stuff out again in the press. They should be talking at the table. They should bring this proposal. Because the other thing that the minister flinched on, they said, oh, are you going to agree to this through a life of contract? And he said, oh, we'll see. Well, and here, it's like, so if the chief what? negotiator for the teachers is finished, I might like to make a comment. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that, okay, but you know well, what? Peter, no, no, no. Gonna, okay, David, David we listen for three minutes. Okay, greedy is as greedy does. And if you want to talk about negotiation uh, via the media by holding a press conference, both sides are, are guilty of that, and I would I readily admit it, but it's not one side only. Number one. Number two, what he's essentially done is we talked about this last week. I said, you know what? And I, I we could play the tape, but we won't. The, I, I, I said, uh, if... We cave a little bit uh, on the uh, at the government level on the issue of uh, e-learning, and we cave a little bit on the issue of class size, and we bring it down to money. You're still going to have a problem. I I would say this that you're right. A formal offer has to be presented, but if you really wanted to act in good faith, and you were uh, part of any of the teachers' unions, the least you could have done is say, "Okay, we'll stand down on our job action." pending the submission of an offer and the uh, agreement to sit down at a table with all of us. And and nobody said that. Nobody's done that. Instead, they're out of school today. That's not the way to negotiate no, either. He, so I think each side is, is has blame to be leveled. And, uh, and what it really is about is the kids. And if it's about money, then have the temerity to say so. It's not about the, it's not about the money and it's not about the kids, clearly. The government wants to reduce the cost. So they they throw. Well, they've this said out there. that. They've always they've always said that. But they won't even put an offer forward that can be negotiated and can be bargained. So it's completely disingenuous. Erodes even more trust between the two parties. It set things back further. It did not advance anything. Well, wait, wait, two, days, hang on. two days later, nothing yet. Yeah, well, no word. Ex- except no to, word. My, to my mind anyway, and from what I'm hearing here to the ground, uh, public perception may have shifted because they made such a an issue of these two principal points that were sticking points. That was class size as well as the mandatory online. If that's taken off the table, if only in a promissory way by... The minister. Share the details, John. Well, all right. But Share you know what? Details. At a 30,000-foot level, people don't get into the details and the minutiae. It's not 30,000 feet. It's up in space right now because it's not. It's <laughs> it, how, how does the opt-in on, on e-learning? They ask one question. How does that work? Oh, we don't know. Well, the, no, it's the, you volunteer. The class size is actually still up one, right? It was, well, it was 22. No, it was 22. It's now 22.9 this year because of cuts they already made. They oh. want it back to 22. So they're trying to still sneak one in saying it's the wow. same. Wow. Uh, and no. that's the deal breaker. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a thousand teachers in Toronto. But so you know, I'm, this is going to get done, though. This is going to get done. It'll get done, done once It'll they get table done in two office. days or, or two weeks, but it's going to get done. But you know what's going to be the upshot of it, David? We're going to wind up with uh, with something that I've seen polls on this, and strong polls as well. You're going to see uh, an essential service designation put on teachers so that we don't go through this again. Mark my words. It'll oh cost my. you more than 1% uh, in salary increases if you do that. So I don't think so. Your parent. I don't oh think so. You think look, at, look at history. Look at history. Oh, no. Every other one that has had it. They get cost of living as a base there. You think that's where we're headed? Essential thanks. No thanks. I mean, that ends up costing more at the end of the day. Uh, Why? It doesn't cost you more on the TTC. 
it, 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 it is a very expensive proposition because you put it into the hands of, of arbitrators and they, they work their way through this and they give awards and you look at the police, no, Stephen, look at all the well, others. I don't mean to interrupt, but when you designated essential service, as we did with the TTC, and I was part of that, uh, without a contract being attached to it, all you're doing is saying you can't strike. That's sorry, you can't. You got to negotiate. You got to come up with a contract. But your strike right is taken away because you are an essential service. That's all I'm talking about. But the 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 way that the salaries are often determined is you look at the marketplace, and then it's that old theory of one boat rises, so does all the tide. And it's the same thing when you look at the emergency services and the police. It is a very expensive endeavor. And the quid pro quo, of course, is labor stability in places where it really, really matters like things like uh, police, firefighters, and arguably the TTC, that if there is a disruption, we have major economic issue. Uh, in the case of the teachers, I mean, I think this is over, and the writing is on the wall. It's just people are going to have to take a little bit of time to recognize it. The, the key fighting issues have now been withdrawn off the table from the provincial government, it, which I find it, is a huge, Stephen, huge you can't concession. say they're off the table when they haven't put their offer on the table. Yeah, but it's done they in can't public. come to Those a deal until there's something on the table. Either it's they, not semantics. They it's the exact they, opposite of semantics. It's either what they mean, uh, they, they mean will what get they to say the, in the media, or if they're putting something different on the table, I have exception If they put a that, proposal but, forward, they can bargain. Well, until they inevitable. do, if, uh, if all they're going to do is press conferences... They, they, the mediator will not bring them back because there's nothing to talk about. Well, then there'll be nothing to talk about for a long time, I guess. But how do you sign a nothing... contract if nobody, if the government doesn't put an offer Why forward? Why don't the teachers put forward another offer then? Tomorrow, tomorrow, they could put an offer forward and force the teachers to vote on it. Ask yourself why they haven't done it. I really don't know. I'm not at the bargaining table, but all well, I can say is that the government's uh, given huge concessions on this. Uh, I think Have they, they though? I think they, once they see I think it in writing, then we can lot, decide on that. Uh, because that I've always said it's about control and it's about who calls the the, the policy decisions. As it's, far as I'm concerned, it's the people that I elected. It's amateur hour uh, But in by this the case, it's, it's now been ceded back to the teachers, and all we're left it hasn't, is, because is they fight put about an offer. money. It's, it's not now, back in the court because they, they don't even have a ball to well, put into the other court. You'd it's, call it amateur hour by the government if Doug Ford himself brought a contract to them in his jaws and put it on the desk of the union leaders. No, I would say that is leadership, actually. And that's that's disingenuous. What's amateur hour is that they trot out and do a press conference without anything to back it up. They got to put it on the table. If Doug Ford put, put it forward, I would be the first to say that's leadership because he's saying, I'm confident I'm going to put this forward. We're not seeing that right now, Peter. Well, All right. Well, on that, go ahead, Peter, quick. No, I was just going to say it's going to happen. Well, that's what I was going to say as well, as a matter okay. of fact, uh, to the point, the inevitability of it seems like it's in the cards now because he's made the public statement and whether or not it's, you know, they're in writing, uh, every dot and iota is being covered off. 48 hours, they've been beacon off about where, you know, uh, you know, making the teachers respond to something that doesn't exist for 48 hours. They've been beaking off on that. Well, they've signaled they their ready. intentions. They've they, signaled their intentions. They were ready. They did, their bargaining team uh -huh. didn't know what they were doing and they were bargaining at the moment. That's where you see amateur hour, Peter, and tell me that that's not, and you know, so, I'll, so I'm happy claim, to listen so to it. So the claim is these weren't new concepts put forward. This is what I saw in the news, was that the uh, the government was saying, you know, the, the, it's not like we suddenly decided this, that these proposals have gone back and forth, and they've now gone public with it. 
I will answer the question that you asked, David. I've covered so many strikes as a reporter over so many years. I have seen so many things like this that all I can say is that if bargaining were as plain and pure and simple as it seems to have been, for example, as you pointed out with the city workers, that's all well and good. I've seen plenty of those. But I've seen plenty of the ones that are messy as well. So I'm not ready to point the finger either at the teacher's or at the the government at this point, I just want to see them get together. All I'd like to hear right now, and I think you could agree with this, is that the teachers' union saying, okay, we'll take that offer and we'll put it to the members. Are you prepared to put it forward? I think that Lecce and uh, and the the entire cabinet are saying, why should we go to the trouble of putting something in writing if these guys are going to screw us over again? Well, that that that's proof that it's amateur hour, and that's why okay. you don't have that. You can't expect anybody to respond to something that you're not putting forward in a contract form. It's also not these two issues, right? The teacher's contract is very thick. There's a whole bunch of issues. That's what they vote on. They don't vote item by item like this. They vote on a contract. I think we recognize that. I think I, what's I going on I don't think the there, minister seems to recognize that. Well, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. I'm saying that from the public point of view, and you know this as well as I do, everybody has been told the big deal is these three things. Okay, it's about money, which they say, well, no, it's not so much about money. We're concerned about the students. Okay, I'll buy that for the sake of argument. We've taken those two uh, items that they've pushed and pushed and pushed off the table. If that comes through in a contract, then we're left talking about uh, benefits and we're talking about 1%. That's it. So let's find out where we stand. I which... agree, but they got to put it on paper. All right. Okay. Uh, well, and I'm just saying what Curry's favor with the public, the public's perception, I think it shifted over the last 24 hours or 48. Uh, but we'll... Remains to be seen, but we all think the inevitability is uh, that this thing gets done perhaps sooner than later. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.